0: From the newsroom of the Red and Black, I'm Luke Guillory. This is the Front Page. It's Thursday, December 5th. This week, it's all about football. I speak with Assistant Sports Editor Augusta Stone ahead of Georgia's SEC Championship matchup with LSU. And we're here with Assistant Sports Editor Augusta Stone and Augusta, we're obviously going to talk about the SEC championship coming up this weekend. Um, But before we get into that, what have been some high and low points for Georgia, and how have they gotten to this point?
1: Ironically, we're going to start with the lows, because um, when you think about the highs of Georgia's season before it hit like the low low, which is the only loss um, at home against uh, South Carolina, really Georgia hadn't been totally tested i mean you could argue that notre dame was a test um but i i think georgia left with more i don't know more questions but it wasn't like a certain win you know one of those dominant wins um but the south carolina loss was a huge turning point it was a lot of fans were discouraged you know georgia tumbled in the rankings that week um South Carolina, I don't think, finished with a winning record. So it's it's a rough loss, um, and they, it, they looked rough. The offense completely stalled out. Jake Fromm threw three interceptions. Um, it was it was just a very ugly game for Georgia all around. Um, so it was really important for the Bulldogs to turn around after that. And um, in our article, our Turning Points article that Anna Glenn Grove wrote this week, um, she outlined the first turning point at South Carolina, just really keeping the motivation up, you know, Georgia kept everything ahead of them. And then against Florida and Jacksonville, Georgia's offense proved that it could perform, Um, mainly thanks to Lawrence Cager, who had an absolute breakout performance. Um, He had seven catches for 132 yards and a touchdown um, most of his career. Um, It catapulted him in Georgia's receiving stats. He stayed at the top pretty much off that performance. Um, And it proved that he really was Jake Fromm's favorite target. And honestly, one of the biggest turning points after that was when Lawrence Cager just continued to get injured. Um, it's been tough for Georgia's offense to really find that offensive mojo, that chemistry, without Lawrence Cager. Um, and he's been struggling with injuries all season. He's had a soldier, so, shoulder, shoulder separation. On and off all season, um, just falling on it, hurting it. He hurt his ribs at one game. And then um, in practice the week before Texas A&M, he fell down um, with an ankle injury that needed to be surgically repaired. And um, he announced on Instagram that he probably would not return for the SEC championship. Asked head coach Kirby Smart after the Georgia Tech game if he thought Lawrence Kager would return for a bowl game, and he said it was doubtful. So Lawrence Cager, who is arguably Jake Fromm's favorite target, the top – you know, producer on an offense that has struggled, um, fell down. So that was, that's a rough point for Georgia to overcome. Um, The offense had a much better performance against Georgia Tech. However, that was against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech only won three games this season. Uh, Their defense is definitely not as staunch as any of them in the SEC, which have like arguably exposed Georgia this season. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of where Georgia is heading into the matchup with lsu just a lot of ups and downs specifically
0: on offense georgia's win against georgia tech maybe one of the least convincing convincing wins you can see as unconvincing as it can get when you're winning 50 to 7. lsu did the same thing against AM who georgia struggled against what has lsu's season been like up to now
1: honestly it's been kind of the complete opposite of georgia's season um it has been an offensive showcase for the ages, um, Joe Burrow set the single-season SEC passing yards record um, over 4,000, over over 4,300, I believe, um, in the regular season. He um, has really benefited um, under a new offensive scheme for LSU. Um, they hired uh, Joe Brady as their passing game coordinator, and he has made all the difference, um, and Joe Burrow has really thrived as a result of that. Um, they have defeated opponents, I mean, handily, like – beating Alabama, well, the Alabama game was a shootout, but they scored 46 points, 46-41, and then I'm looking right now, um, the past three wins, they have scored at least 50 points, 58, 56, and 50. Um, The only word you can use to describe that is just explosive, and I think it'll be interesting to see how Georgia's defense takes that on, um, but it's, it's just been an absolute like, it, it's been masterful what LSU has been able to put up on offense. It's it's truly been incredible and um, it'll definitely be a challenge.
0: So the matchup to look for being LSU's big offense this year against Georgia's defense who has in their own right been very good. What are some of the numbers or things to look for in that matchup?
1: So it's kind of like the matchup of the ages between these two groups. You have the, first of all, they're first in the conference obviously and scoring offense and scoring defense. Um, LSU's been putting up an average of 48.7 points per game so almost 50 um, as an average Uh, but Georgia's held opponents to just over 10 so it'll be interesting to see how they face off um, uh, nationally they're both the second best scoring defense and scoring offense Um, the thing about Georgia's defense is it struggled to create turnovers and I think in a game like a game against LSU if you let LSU's offense stay on the field for any amount of time. They're going to score. It's going to get ugly fast. Um, I think the key to this game, ironically, will be making sure that this this matchup, this storied amazing matchup happens the least amount as possible if you're a Georgia fan um, because defenses get tired. We've seen Georgia's defense get tired multiple games throughout the season. You know, They almost gave up wins to um, Auburn and Texas A&M in the fourth quarter. Just... Because they were tired. I mean, playing defense is tough, and playing defense against such a strong offense, it's it's going to be dangerous. If if LSU stays on the field for a long time, it, it could get really ugly really fast. Um, but it's still a great matchup without a doubt, especially since Georgia is so suffocating, specifically in the rush game. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire may not have the best experience, or the best yeah the best experience against Georgia. Um, but Joe Burrow, man, Joe Burrow that that he will be the difference maker. He's a scrambler, he can throw the ball. I mean. Georgia will have to get at him. I think pass rush is really the key to this game for Georgia's defense.
0: And talking about making sure that matchup doesn't happen if you're Georgia on the other side of the ball, LSU's defense, Georgia's offense, both have been pretty unexceptional this season. What is there to look for there?
1: Specifically, if you're looking at this through a Georgia fan perspective, you want to see more production in the, in the rush game. For one, I think that'll be key. Georgia is going back to the Georgia way, which is run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Um, the receiving core is pretty depleted right now. Uh, Lawrence Cager, as I talked about, injured, out, no bueno. Um, George Pickens, the second best receiver, The top receiver in touchdowns, and then he's tied with Lawrence Cager in reception, so he's kind of the top. He's up there. Um, He's suspended for the first half because he um, got in a scuffle with a Georgia Tech player in the third quarter. Um, So, yeah, he won't be playing for the first half. That's not something Georgia fans want to see. So I think the key will be running it down their throats and then that also has a question mark for Georgia offensively because DeAndre Swift got injured Um, he had a shoulder contusion according to Kirby Smart after the game on Saturday he sounded very confident that Swift would be able to return however throughout this week he sounded less confident um, he said that he's been going in practice and expects him to play, but he said it was an injury that DeAndre Swift has actually been struggling with all season and just hasn't left the game because of it. It's just a shoulder that's been bugging him, and he said it's a common injury for the team. Um, but DeAndre Swift not at 100% is not something Georgia wants to see. They have tons of uh, running backs back there in the backfield. James Cook emerged against Georgia Tech. Everyone's looking for Zamir White, Zeus to really explode onto the scene. Um, and then Brian Harry, and this is his last go around. So there's tons of running backs really ready to step up but um, it'll be interesting to see if they actually are able to Um, but in my opinion the most important thing for Georgia will be to establish that run because the passing game has been so up and down this season
0: and Augusta before you go can we get a score prediction and how you think it's actually going to turn out this Saturday
1: all right Georgia fans here we go um so unfortunately for the Georgia faithful down here in Athens I do believe that this game probably won't even be very close. Um, From what we've seen throughout the season, it'll have to be LSU performing at their absolute worst and George performing at their absolute best for this game, in my opinion, to be even close. no offense to Georgia's defense at all. I just don't think that they've been explosive enough to handle an offense of this caliber. They definitely haven't seen anything like this. Um, the players and even Kirby Smart this week have actively said we have not faced an offense like this. They know that they're 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 preparing, but this season not ne- has not necessarily prepared them. Um, I guess um, my score prediction is 38 to 20. Um, it is not even uh definitely has lsu covering the spread which is only seven at the time of recording this um but yeah i think with i think joe burrow is having a season that um you know he's probably gonna win the heisman and i think that this with george's offensive troubles i really think it'll be difficult for them to put up a lot of points and keep joe burrow off the field um however Well, you never know Um, as you see matchups as a sports reporter. I definitely hope it's close, but uh, I don't see that happening, unfortunately, for Georgia.
0: All right, Augusta, thanks for coming on, giving a preview and some hard truths that Georgia fans might have to face.
1: Thank you for giving me the platform for those hard truths, Luke. And have a great end of the semester, front page listeners. (laughs)
0: And that was the front page. Our show is produced by Stephen Barr as well as edited and hosted by myself, Luke Gillery. Keep an eye out for this week's paper in newsstands on campus or around Athens. In this week's paper, we look at a mayor and commission vote that could potentially give Athens a new historic district. Plus, the reader voted most best awards results are in. Check out what our readers voted the best places in Athens. And we look at the effects of taking Adderall during test season. This is our final episode of the semester, so thanks for listening, and we hope you tune in in January.